traversing the fields of geekdom. How about you? Uh, it... Climbing the mountain of pop culture. Who wants to play video games? Oh. And defeating the dark lord of social media. It's The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WMBD. Yes, welcome to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. How is everyone doing on this fantastic weekend? The Geek Show is brought to you by Mega Replay, Peoria's best place to buy, sell, and trade movies, music, video games, video game systems, and electronics. You can visit them at the Metro Center or on Facebook, Mega Selection, Mega Savings, Mega Replay. And yes, welcome to The Geek Show. As I said, I'm your host, Corey Wara. Thank you for joining. If this is your first time here, this is a kind of breakdown of how The Geek Show works. It's a show where we take a break, sit back, relax, and talk about some fun things, video games, movies, TV shows, a little bit of everything. And the show's broken down like this. We'll start off with the news of the week. I got some interesting news in the world of video games. GameStop is giving away for their employees one of the weirdest prizes I've ever heard of. And I really want to know if anyone would actually want this prize. Then we take a break. After a couple other stories, and when we come back, we talk about movie news of the week. Uh, some big, big, scary news out of the world from AMC Theaters that has me very concerned. And I'll give you a couple of reviews and a couple of things that I saw last weekend that are pretty good out there in the world of movies and TV shows. Then we take a break for news and we get back after that. We'll go to Corey's Tech Corner, some technology news, including one that just irks me so much because I have one fear in my life and that is becoming bald and I will tell you a story that involves technology and being bald that made me upset yet at the same time I was laughing incredibly hard uh, then we end the show with the top five list of the week I got five pieces of audio that I think you should be aware of uh, one we have a new king of YouTube uh, we have two trailers and a viral video and one viral video that is celebrating its five or sixth year anniversary and it just makes me feel incredibly old. But for right now, let's just head into the world of news. And okay, this one is just blowing my mind. 2020, I think we all can collectively agree, is one heck of a weird year. And never in my life, after seeing the death of Cubi, uh, that streaming service that I said was going to be the biggest thing we'd be talking about this year, and then COVID happened. But uh, there is going to be, and I, it, seriously, I've been sitting and thinking about it. I'm like, I thought this was already a thing. Uh, they're going to announce a new streaming service. Yes, because you have. Uh, Disney, you have AT&T, you have NBC. Everyone has streaming services. That's the hot ticket item right now. Well, can you take a guess who's going to join in? Discovery Channel. Yes, Discovery Channel, which is actually, they also own HDTV and the Food Network. They are uh, working together and they're going to be releasing a streaming service. Apparently, it's going to have over 50,000 hours worth of content and they're comparing themselves to Hulu, Netflix, and Amazon Prime, which already I got to slam the brakes on that one. I don't think you can compare those two giants to Discovery Channel shows. Now, I'm not here to judge people who watch Discovery Channel shows. I'm just a 30-year-old millennial, uh, and I don't really have any interest in the Food Network or HDTV or uh, the Discovery Channel. But uh, I don't think they're known for like their original movies or original series. I know they have like reality-type series, which is totally fine. Uh, I'm not trying to slam it. I just don't know if they'll have enough content or new content 
to keep it rolling. Uh, they plan to unveil details of it in early December, and I will keep you guys updated because that is just a really, really weird story. I'll be curious to see, but yet again, uh, this is probably a reaction to COVID because digital is all uh, the, the best way to watch and stream stuff right now is uh, being at home because movie theaters are closed, obviously. And uh, yeah, I don't know. That's just really weird. I never thought we would have a brand new streaming service, especially after Redbox. If you're coming in with a streaming service after Redbox released a streaming service, I think you got a problem. Uh, next up, anime. Anime, if you don't know, is Japanese cartoons. Tons of different series out in the, uh, Japan. I love uh, these series. Well, some of the series. Um, Sword Art Online is one I watch religiously. I love the animation for it. And they're just different varieties of show. You can have horror, uh fantasy, romance, a little bit of everything. But uh, next January, there's a hotel in Tokyo, and they're doing a collaboration with the series called The Idol Master. Now, apparently, this is a card game that's incredibly popular over in Japan. But this is the cool part. They are partnering up with the hotel, and they are... The hotel, by the way, is a robot-run hotel, so there's no actual, like, attendance. You walk up, and a robot person talks to you. Uh, they will be replaced for a while with anime holograms and i've seen videos of it it's actually really cool it's kind of like the characters right in front of you they'll interact with you obviously it won't be as easy as talking to a human but uh yeah it looks really cool so if you like that type of stuff and are interested in going to japan uh that might be up your alley that's one thing i've always I, I really want to do once in my life is go to japan i love everything about japan i love the culture pokemon is from there so i hope i can make it out there one day i, I don't think i'll make it out next year because of covid and everything but it would be kind of cool to go to a hotel that's run by anime people next up okay <laughs> This one I left because uh, I really I, I want to ask, is there a hacker Barbie? And why I ask that is because toy maker Mattel admits that they suffered a ransomware attack. So Mattel, the maker of Barbie, Fisher Price and Hot Wheels toys, admitted that it suffered a ransomware attack in June 28th of 2020. According to a form filed with the Security and Exchange Commission, uh, the attack caused data on another of systems to be encrypted. Uh, they did not. Did they? No, they did not end up paying for it, at least as far as we're aware of, uh, but they were able to get back their information. Why, why I say pay is that hackers right now are causing ransomware attacks on people. What it means is it shuts you. So if you're a business owner or like, let's say a hospital, you have a system within all of your computers that they talk to each other and you can store information. These hackers will go in and say, nope, nobody can access this except for the person who has the password. And the hackers will say, you need to pay us a hundred million dollars and we'll give you the password and you'll be fine some have done it the problem with that is as soon as you pay them it just tells people hey you could do that to us again and we'll be willing to pay so you should never pay uh, as hard as you can but we're stuck in a pandemic right now which make things a hundred times harder for medical facilities to fight that sometimes it's like look we have to pay now so i get it both ways but it's something we have to fight uh the fact that mattel uh had it i think is very interesting i don't know what uh hackers were gonna block from a toy company but like i said maybe it was uh uh, security hacking Barbie that was uh, able to break in. Uh, by the way, an interesting stat, the U.S. saw 145 million ransomware attacks this year. It's a 139% increase. That makes sense because with COVID, we're all focusing more online 
And when you have more people online, there's more opportunities for attacks. Um, next up, do you want a trip of the lifetime? Uh, their tourists will now be able to, well, soon be able to visit the Titanic wreck underwater. You, uh, five others, a scientist and a captain will be able to go down, look at the, the Titanic wreck, go in and out on a submarine. It is an eight day adventure and it costs $125,000. Yes, I think you might be better off watching the Titanic movie because it feels like it takes eight days to watch it, but I think uh, you'll get a better understanding of the Titanic. I think that's weird. Uh, he says that uh, you would have to, you would have to charge at least $100,000 to make money. So I don't know. Maybe there's a lot of rich, rich people out there who want to see the Titanic. I just feel like that with $125,000, you could use your money a little uh, smarter. Next up, GameStop. GameStop is having a hard time right now because video game companies, well, GameStop, by the way, popular video game store, they sell video games and they're known and make most of their money off of selling used games. Well, their problem is that people aren't buying their video games digitally right now or they're not going back to GameStop to buy games or to sell their old games. And they're having problems because they're losing money. They've been closing stores this year on top of COVID and everything. It's been a mess for them. And uh, they've been trying to change things to make things uh, better. And then they did this. It has to be one of the most stupid things in the world. So GameStop asked employees to upload a video to TikTok showing them dancing to a brief song. The store is meant for store leaders, and the company encourages them to get other employees to help. They said, be creative and rope in your team and have fun with it. The GameStop wants teams to record themselves to a song and dance that was already blowing up on TikTok. Uh, but here is what the prize is. So... It sounds as though it was only meant for one single winner. I would assume whoever that uh, manager is. This is the prize. They would receive two Amazon Echo devices. Weird choice. A $100 Visa gift card. Cool. And then this is the best one. They are also giving you, the winner, 10 additional labor hours to use during the week of Black Friday. GameStop doesn't clarify what labor hours are, but according to website Kotaku, it's basically budget for the store to have someone work extra hours during what's certain to be a very busy week. They even said in the press release, imagine what you could do with all these prizes. Yes, because imagine what I can do with 10 extra hours of work. That is just really bizarre. Why would you offer that as a prize? Just really, really weird. Finally, next week is the launch of the PlayStation 5. Sad, well, not sad news, but information you should know. If you want to go pick up one at a store on launch day, Sony has come out and said, don't do it. There will not be any PlayStation 5s available for in-store purchase. There will be several online, and you can also, if you pre-ordered one uh, and have it a in-store pickup, you can still do that, but they will not have any in-store. They are trying to uh, encourage people, mainly because of COVID, uh, to not stand in lines for hours close together waiting for a PlayStation 5. On top of all of that is the UK is shutting down, uh, I think, for a month for the pandemic, 
and they are having issues with shipping. So you will have to buy your PlayStation 5 online if you're still looking like me. I've been waiting and trying so hard, but I have not secured a PlayStation 5 yet. But with that, you guys, we're going to take a break. When we get back, let's talk about movies. This is The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WMBD. Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. This is a segment where we talk about movie news. And to be honest, there's not that much movie news this week. It's kind of slow. Uh, some things I watched uh, last weekend that I think you might like. I started watching the series The Queen's Gambit on Netflix. It is currently getting the best reviews around anywhere. It's a mini series following this young lady who becomes a prodigy in the chess world. And that sounds incredibly boring, but it's really good. And it talks about creativity being famous drug and alcohol use i mean it gets really really intense but it's a really good series so far maybe the last couple episodes will be like oh i didn't like that at all but the reviews are out and they are really really good uh the other big show that happened last weekend i'm afraid i didn't get to see it just because i don't have disney plus currently that is the mandalorian the mandalorian season two the first episode came out they're going to keep releasing episodes for the next seven or eight weeks, I want to say seven weeks left, and it itself is getting great reviews. Everyone's like, this is what Star Wars needs to be. I watched a good chunk of season one before my subscription ran out, and I really, really enjoyed it, and it did. It really felt like the original uh, three Star Wars movies that came out. It's at 94% in Rotten Tomato, and there is tons of Baby Yodas uh, everywhere now. Lots of references. I don't know if there's multiple Baby Yodas in this season, but uh, I just see them everywhere. There are a lot of Baby Yoda toys, which is really, really interesting. Uh, Ronald Dahl's The Witches. I've talked about this. Uh, I'm bringing that up again because it came out two weeks ago on HBO Max, and uh, this was one of my favorite childhood films. And by favorite, I mean it scared me when I was growing up, the original one. They released an updated version, and sadly it's at 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it got into some controversy because apparently uh, Warner Brothers had to come out and apologize to the disabled community for something that happens in the film. I don't know what that specific thing was, but they had to come out and say something. So uh, it just once again screams, at least from the people that have read uh, who've seen the scenes, like, why didn't you just cut this out of the movie? There are some decisions that really um, make you question why studios choose to do things a certain way. Also, Borat 2 is doing incredibly well. I talked about this a bit last week. I really enjoyed it. Uh, the only thing was that it, at, towards the end, he gets into the pandemic. And while he was filming this, he actually was in the pandemic. They didn't know that that was going to happen. And he literally was six days in quarantine with these two guys. And uh, it just got, it felt too real. That was the, the only problem with the film. The other one, uh, the first one is great because it's kind of outside of your zone. But this one, it affects all of us. It's the election. It's the uh, covid and uh, I don't know. The first half was hilarious, and then it just got too real for me. Um, otherwise, it's pretty slow right now uh, in the world of streaming and TV. The Trial of the Chicago 7, I could announce that. That might be one of my favorite movies of the year. Uh, definitely one worth your time over on Netflix. Now, this story breaks my heart, and that is AMC Theaters. AMC Theaters announced that uh, they posted a revenue of $119 million. And while that might sound like a lot, uh, they are down 91% compared to last year. That is 
horrible. 90% of your profits are gone, uh, or you didn't make it this year. And it's just more signs that it's not good for AMC. I know we're starting to see an increase of numbers right now. Uh, the UK is having a month-long lockdown, and uh, I, I just don't know how these theaters are going to uh, sustain themselves. And on top of it, I know that we're in this mitigation period right now, which means and I encourage everyone to go out and do curbside and pick up at restaurants to help support them. Uh, that's something I'm really happy that I always do every week. I only go out to eat one time a week. And uh, now that we're back into this mitigation, I'm going out to local restaurants because we got to support each other. Uh, but I don't know how we can do that to local chains here. I know we have AMC we have one um, landmark cinemas and then the Sunnyland. I think that's an AMC also has one. And uh, I just don't see how we can locally help them when there's not anything you can get back. I'm going to keep an eye on this. It's just the the signs are there and I'm just worried because we need movie theaters. Uh, if we don't have movie theaters, this will change how we uh, consume media. And also, I'm very curious to see if it will change uh, the the big budget movies because when you you know you put so much money into movies you're gonna get that back by having everybody go to uh, theaters but if you put it only online are you gonna make that same amount of money I don't know there's a lot of questions there I'm just really worried I hope AMC can pull through because we we need movie theaters definitely need them. Um, next up, let's do some rumors, then we'll take a break. The Goonies 2, uh, Adam F. Goldberg revealed on Twitter that he's pitching a Goonies sequel to Richard Donner, who I think was the producer or director of the previous one. Uh, there are multiple concept arts that you can see it, and it looks interesting. I was a, I was never a person who got on the Goonies train. I know that that movie is loved and beloved by uh, lots of people, but that was one movie I could never really get into. But I know this will make a lot of people happy, so if you like the Goonies, we might be seeing a sequel very soon. According to the website The Direct, the upcoming Green Lantern series on the HBO Max streaming website will apparently focus on the black female lantern named Brie Jarton. The outlet specifies that it is unknown if Brie Jarta is codenamed for the character or if that will be the actual character's name. So I actually think this is kind of cool that if it's its own character, I would love to see a series uh, in the universe of DC Comics, but telling a story that we always already haven't heard before. I think that'd be really cool. Uh, the Walking Dead, uh, AMC announced that The Walking Dead is going to have a holiday special on Sunday, December 13th. That got me incredibly happy because I was like, are we about to see zombies with little Santa hats on? Well, no, uh, the special will be uh, not a holiday-themed episode, but a uh, virtual get-together featuring fan-favorite cast members and the Talking Dead host, Chris Hardwick. Uh, that sounds incredibly boring, but hey, there are fans out there. Maybe they'll enjoy it. All right, we're going to take a break. But before that, I have to tell you, I always get super excited when we get new sponsors. We have a new sponsor of the Geek Show, Warp Drive Toys. Now, this is what's really cool about them. Warp Drive Toys is a place where you can buy all your sci-fi, action figures, collectibles, everything. And right now, today, they are having their grand opening at their new 206 North Main Street store in Creve Corps. And what's really cool is they're going to have contests, uh, cosplay, and for each person who walks in, you get a ticket 
make it for drawings, and then for every $10 you spend, you get more. Uh, those prizes ranges from a $75 gift card all the way down to a $10 gift card. It looks really cool. So if you're interested, I highly recommend it because once again, local business, we need to support them. They are following all the mask and social distancing requirements, and it's definitely a place, if especially for early Christmas shopping. Uh, but one of the greatest things, and I got to say this before we hit the break, one of the greatest things is that you can actually try and feel the product to make sure you're happy with it. One of the most annoying things in the world is buying something online, and it looks cool online, but then when you actually get it, it's nothing like what you saw online. So that's what I really respect about this place. They show you the product, and you're able to make sure it's what you want. That is Warp Drive Toys. They are in Creve Core. They just, today, their grand opening. We'll take a break for news, and when we get back, we'll talk about Corey's Tech Quarter. Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. How is everyone doing on this fantastic weekend? A couple housekeeping notes, and then we'll get into Corey's Tech Corner. First, Bradley Basketball recently announced that they're uh, going to start playing games again. And if you haven't followed The Geek Show, uh, you should know that typically, without uh, years without COVID, uh, some of those games do run over The Geek Show time. So there might be a couple weeks where uh, this year or even next year where we won't have a Geek Show on the weekend just because of how uh, the basketball schedule works, but I will always let you guys know. Also, I will keep reminding you until the time uh, Thanksgiving weekend. I'm going to be taking a break that week, so there will be a best of the Geek Show. I haven't decided yet. I might sneak in like a top 10 list for Thanksgiving, but we'll have to wait and see on that one. So for right now, let's get into Corey's Tech Quarter, and we got some really weird stories. So first is a partnership with Disney and the University of Illinois. They released a really interesting and, in all honesty, really freaky video of a skinless robot, and it was showing off how this robot is being used and uh, designed and built to make it seem more human. And when you watch the video, you can see that the eyes follow you, the face, as it moves, because typically with robots, it follows your head movement. This one, it follows your eyes and your face and your nose, and it can more detail, it, it can make it feel and look more like you're interacting with a human. I think it's cool just seeing the technology there, but it, it was the little ticks that it has. And by little ticks, I mean like the little twitches of the face or the twitch of the eye and the breathing. It just had a, a slight little breathing motion to it. It was really freaky. We might get to the point where uh, we can't figure out is it human or is it uh, a machine but uh, really really interesting Disney is far ahead when it comes to animatronics especially with their um, theme park rides but I also I, I'm wondering if we're going to see a time or have a time where uh, they replace all of their human characters the humans dressing up as Disney characters and instead go the route of robots it'd be weird and fascinating at the same time and uh, I kept saying that maybe it was big tech that was going to take over the world with robots. I'm thinking that it might be Disney now. Disney might end up taking over the world from the robot apocalypse that will eventually happen to us all. Uh, next up, this one's a quick one. Uh, Walmart. Walmart is reportedly giving up on shelf scanning videos in favor of humans. We talked about this last year and a little bit even early this year before the pandemic started, but Walmart was implementing a new uh, robot that would go down aisles and it would scan just to do inventory checks. And uh, why they 
decided to change it. And it's kind of a big deal because the company they partnered with announced this week that when Walmart pulled out, they had to cut 50% of their staff. But why did Walmart end it? It seems it has to do with the pandemic. Uh, the Wall Street Journal reports that more people began shopping online, uh, that Walmart found it had more workers walking down the aisles frequently to collect online orders. It seems that these workers could then perform the same inventory checks as robots. Additionally, the Wall Street Journal uh, says that the Walmart's U.S. chief executive worries of what consumers might think seeing robots in the company's stores. That makes sense. There's still a uneasiness with robots, but at the same time, the fact that Hey, this is a pro-human story. Humans have defeated robots, at least in Walmart for right now. Okay, this story, uh, I have two more stories, and this one I have to start with, and I have to be 100% upfront with you. Uh, Geek Show host Corey has one fear in his life, and that is uh, something that runs on my mother's side of the family, and that is baldness. I don't want to be bald. Believe me, if you haven't seen me before, my biggest worry is when I become bald, I will look exactly like Uncle Fester. So you can just look at Uncle Fester from the Adams Family, and you'll know that, hey, that's Corey right there without hair. And uh, so whenever I read stories about bald people, I feel for them. Uh, there is an AI camera operator that was filming a soccer game. And what it does is it, there's no camera actual operator, but an AI will focus in on a specific specific things during a game and it will follow that and it's actually really cool when it works well they were t testing this out in uh, scotland during a soccer game and it turned out and even the broadcaster had to come on and apologize for the malfunctioning camera the camera decided to follow the bald head of the referee instead of the ball and it is embarrassing the videos out there it's hilarious and sad and cringy because I don't want to be bald, but, oh, man, just really, really funny. So if you get the chance, check out that. And then I have to talk about this one. Uh, there is a new robot being worked on in Japan that will simulate going on a walk and holding hands with your significant other, even if they're a figment of your imagination. Yes, it looks like something you would buy during Halloween. It looks like a severed hand, and it's made from this pliable material that recreates the feel of human flesh. The robot hand is part of the system that articulates animated fingers that can detect pressure, squeeze back when gripped tightly, as well as has a heating mechanism so that you could feel more lifelike. It is also designed to stimulate the feeling of moisture. So the robot hand will actually sweat through a series of pores on the machine. And I don't know about you, but I don't want some moisture mixed in with my robots. And then finally on that is this, and this is the most hilarious part of all. Uh, you can connect it to a smartphone app and it will simulate uh, and play sounds of the other person's footsteps and the rustling of their clothes as they move. I'm sorry. I don't like to make fun of people, but if you are a person who has to buy a severed hand and use an app to make it sound like someone's walking with you, uh, we need to reevaluate things just a little bit. So uh, I'll keep an eye on that story. I love weird technology like that. But at the same time, too, I am, you know, I'm all fun. I'm not making fun of anyone. There is a problem in Japan where there is a uh, high rate of uh, single men compared to the amount of single ladies that are out there. So there is a problem with loneliness out there and maybe it will help someone. 
I just think it'd be really weird and hilarious to see someone walk down the street with a severed hand that can uh, sweat. I don't know about you, but that just sounds really weird. Before we take the break, I have to tell you about Warp Drive Toys, our new sponsor for The Geek Show. Grand opening today at 206 North Main Street in Creve Core. Here is what you need to know. They focus and deal with sci-fi action figures and collectibles, but the best part is that you can actually try and see the product before you buy it. I hate buying stuff online because I never know how it looks or how it feels or how it fits. And I swear, every time I buy something online, it looks like one size or one thing that will fit and then when I get it it's like an inch long so Warp Drive Toys will let you interact with it and make sure that you will be happy with your purchase go check them out today at their grand opening Warp Drive Toys in Creve Core we're going to take a break when we get back let's go over the top 5 list of the week Yes, welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. The Geek Show is brought to you by Mega Replay, Peoria's best place to buy, sell, and trade movies, music, video games, video game systems, and electronics. You can visit them at the Metro Center or on Facebook. Mega Selection, Mega Savings, Mega Replay. And yes, it's the last part of the show. I know I'm sad, too, but this is one of my favorite segments. I call it the Top 5 List of the Week. It's the five most important pieces of audio that I think you should be aware of. And this week, we got a nice mix of things. We have one trailer... We have uh, one is dedicated to someone who passed away. You can probably guess who it is, but I'll save it till the end. Uh, an icon in the world of acting. Then I have uh, the fifth anniversary of a classic viral video. And then also The King. The King has been taken down of YouTube. I'll explain that now when we start with number five. Yes, number five goes to what has to be one of the most insane things when you really think about it. But a new video has taken down the king of YouTube videos in regards to views. So before this week, what do you think was the number one video on YouTube that had the most views at over 7 billion views? Any guesses? Despacito. Yes, that was Despacito, and I know, I apologize, it's going to be stuck in your head, but there was one video that finally, after a while, and it's been out for a while, has taken down that song, and in all honesty, it's not as good because it's just another song that's going to be stuck in your head for the rest of the day, and I apologize, but this video is now the king with the most views 7.043 billion views let's all bow down to the new king that is this Yes, if you are listening to this right now, uh, I think we all can agree that after this show is over, we will be humming this song for the rest of the day. But yes, Baby Shark is now the official king of YouTube with the most views. Seven billion is insane when you really think about it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It'll be curious to see if something later on will be able to take down what has to be the most annoying song of all time, Baby Shark. But congrats, 7.043 billion views. That is insane. Number four. Yes, number four goes to a trailer for a movie that's coming out by Michael Bay. And I think it was... 
I don't know much behind the scenes uh, about when this was planned to be made, but it just seems like they're playing off of what's going on in the world to make a profit. I'll explain why after this. This is the trailer for Songbird. Curfew is now in effect. All unauthorized citizens must stay indoors. Tensions rise as we enter the 213th week of lockdown. A grim new reality emerges. COVID-23 has mutated. Beginning thermal scan. Yeah, so here's my thing. We're dealing with this pandemic right now, regardless on what you believe or not about the numbers and whatnot. We're living through it right now, and we're all being affected by it in different ways. Movies are supposed to be a way to escape from our worries and our fears and everything. So why in God's name would Michael Bay and the company behind this movie, I don't know who the company is, why would you ever in your right mind think to put out a trailer for a movie about COVID-23, a fake virus that we haven't had that is all about a post-apocalyptic world where the virus takes over, shutdowns are to the extreme, and you can't interact with people? Like, I just, I know there's the people like to throw around the Hollywood elitist, but I just feel like there are, is this thought in the back of people's minds. I, I, there are people who make really dumb decisions. We've seen it all the time with like marketing stuff or people doing things that just are like, why? And that's where I'm at with this. I know I'm sound a little flabbergasted here, but because I still am. I, I don't know who in their right mind thought that this was a great idea for a movie. It's a new Michael Bay movie called Songbird. It's coming out to theaters. Well, maybe theaters um, next year. But I I really hope I, I've never in my life wished ill will on a movie. But I really hope this movie does bad because shame on them, in my opinion, for taking something that's affecting a lot of people even the movie industry and just try to profit off of it i don't know it that just really irked me but that is songbird whatever your opinions are on it i know i'm just personally it's like come on really number three number three okay number three goes to a video and i can only play like 30 or 40 seconds of it just because it's so long but Get ready to feel old because this happened five years ago. No, six years ago. Oh my gosh, six years ago. Six years ago today, a viral video came out that kind of took over the world. Now, I wasn't here at the station and working here when this video came out. So I don't know if Greg and Dan played it or the afternoon guys played it, but I gotta, I gotta bow down to it because it blew up. Everyone was talking about it for its weirdness, bizarreness, and just awesomeness. This is a little clip from Too Many Cooks. It takes a lot to make a stew. A pinch of salt and laughter too. A scoop of kids to add the spice. A dash of love to make it nice. And you got too many cooks. Too many cooks. Too many cooks. So the beauty of this video, and that's Too Many Cooks, you can look it up online, just go to YouTube, type in Too Many Cooks, and uh, the beauty of it is that it is making fun of the opening uh, montages of sitcom movies, or TV shows, but then you'll you'll just notice, subtly, in the background, at first subtly, uh, you'll start seeing this mysterious guy show up, 
and he looks creepy and it gets creepy and it just slowly builds and gets more and more creepy. I mean, it's 11 minute long of this song playing over and over and then it just goes into bizarre territory, very weird and random and hilarious. It's one of the most random things that I still can't believe became viral, but that's what viral videos are. You know, it's something that you wouldn't expect blow up and it did. Uh, that was too many cooks. Every time I watch it, first of all, I get the song stuck in my head. I still, I'm still humming in my head. Uh, Despacito right now, but uh, maybe Too Many Cooks will be able to sneak in there. But that is Too Many Cooks celebrating its sixth year anniversary. That literally feels just like yesterday. Number two. Number two. Number two goes to a trailer. I really wish I saw this last week, but I didn't. Uh, They released a little teaser. This is for the next Halloween movie. Next Halloween. When the sun sets. And someone is alone. He kills. Yeah, so that is the little teaser trailer for Halloween Kills. It comes out next year. Yeah, next year. It is the sequel to last year's Halloween movie, which was a movie that told you, hey, forget Halloween 2 through, like, 5. Forget all of that. This is a direct sequel to the original Halloween, and then it continued on. I really enjoyed it. I didn't care for the ending, but uh, I'll be curious to see where they go with this. I know their rumors are that it's going to be a trilogy series, and that the next, the final one after this one uh, will be it for the story of Michael Myers. Is that true? Uh, it all depends on how much money it makes. Uh, but uh, this continues the trend. We talked about it on The Geek Show often that uh, we saw kind of a resurgence of horror films because of the movie It. It came out, it was an R-rated movie, hard horror movie, and it made a huge amount of money. So other companies were like, hey, what if we take classic franchises, make them R-rated, incredibly bloody, and throw them out there? Will people be interested? And Halloween was one of the successful stories. So that is Halloween Kills, which is the sequel, and it comes out next year. Here's number one. Number one, okay, this had to go to this actor, Obviously, we lost an iconic actor last week that was uh, Sean Connery, so I found a couple clips of his, and I might only have time for one here, but uh, it was a montage about Sean Connery because we should all be aware of this icon. I know with the elections and COVID, it kind of got lost in the shuffle of things, and I'm still kind of sad about Sean Connery's death. Obviously, James Bond, uh, I known him most from uh, playing Indiana Jones's father. Super, super cool. What a great, great actor and a great story. This is Sean Connery. Torpedo impact. 20 seconds. What books? Pardon me? What books did you write? I wrote a biography of Admiral Halsey called The Fighting Sailor about uh, naval combat tactics. I know this book. Torpedo impact. Your conclusions were all wrong, Brian. Ten seconds. Halsey acted stupidly. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four. So yeah, obviously Sean Connery is uh, an icon in movies. He played James Bond. Uh, I think that was one of the submarine films. Oh, it's terrible. I don't remember it on the top of my head. But uh, 
he is known for all of his work, obviously James Bond being the biggest one, but he has been in the industry for a very, very long time, a bunch of different films. And if you have the chance, hey, watch a Sean Connery film. Uh, just don't let it be League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. That was a really bad movie. Uh, but with that, you guys, that is it. That is the Geek Show for the week. I hope you all have a fantastic weekend. You know, uh, the election season's finally wrapping up. And with COVID, the way we, the world we're in right now, things can seem uncertain. Just remember, we're always here together every Saturday at 1 p.m. If you're ever feeling down, Never feel afraid to reach out or to seek help because us geeks have to watch each other's back. So go out and do something good. Do something great. Reach out to our fellow geeks and let's keep us all strong and get Peoria through wintertime. And then maybe we can finally get past COVID. Have a fantastic weekend. This is The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WMBD.